You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. My name is Isaiah Thomas, and I appreciate the uh, the break that I had. I took an extended break because you, you get all these interviews going and talking to various people. Uh, eventually, you just need a little break, rejuvenate, but I really appreciate all the support I've gotten from the wrestling community and other sports communities, too. One of the positives I've heard is that people like hearing everybody's story and getting advice on what they can do to be better as, as a coach when they're building a program. Now, one of the things I've heard a lot about is when you going to get some more officials on your show. Well, guess what? Your prayers have been answered. I have one of the best officials in the state of Michigan, Mr. Matt Fields. Matt, how are you doing today? Really good, Coach Thomas. Thanks for having me. Uh, me and Matt go back a little bit. The first time we actually talked to each other, he actually was the assigned official for our Battle of the Armory my last year at Western. Did an amazing, amazing job there. And I've been following his career pretty steadily as I have a lot of official buddies. And I consider him one of the good ones that is able to, first and foremost, make sure our athletes are safe. And if you have a question, you can politely ask it without getting a coach's misconduct. Cross your fingers. But for the most <laughs> part, I think officials like Matt, if you have a question, you just have to approach it as a question and not be so demonstrative about it. Because at the end of the day, they're trying to do their be- the best job they can. And the big thing is keeping athletes safe. So I appreciate what you do, Matt. Well, thank you. <laughs> so tell me, how did you get involved in this great sport of wrestling? I probably have a, a different story than most. My first love was basketball. Man. And uh, um, I played every year up until ninth grade. And uh, we had a, a practice where um, the coach was trying to show us a drill where we're supposed to bounce a basketball off of a, off of a net. And then the ball comes back to you. It's like a little chest pass drill. And we were all screwing around bunch of freshmen um and uh he starts yelling at us because we weren't doing it right so um he then demonstrates and he throws the ball really hard off the net and it comes back and hits him right in the face and uh, and all the players their jaws drop and it goes completely silent except for one kid burst out laughing he couldn't couldn't contain himself that was me so next thing you know i'm at wrestling practice with all my buddies uh, knowing I could never play basketball again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just imagining this, this drill. And, you know, as a former middle school basketball player, um, I just don't see how it would help. No, no, <laughs> I, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> now, where are you originally from? I graduated from Mayville. So I did wrestle for uh, Mark Cooper, who has recently retired. Uh-huh. Um, he found me sitting in the hallway. I don't think he knew anything about me, but uh, he had a decent team that year and they didn't have a 103 pounder and I was a little shrimp. And he said, you would be great at wrestling. And I don't think he even knew a thing about me, but uh, he convinced me. <laughs> I went out and bought wrestling shoes that weekend and and uh, joined the sport and I haven't looked back since. So what are some things that you, you say throughout uh, your life learning about wrestling? What has wrestling really taught you? Oh, wow. Where do I start? Um, I think just like any sport, uh, you know, the, the life lessons are, you know, the hard work and, and you can accomplish your goals. Um, you know, I've been pretty involved with sports my whole life. I've coached uh, football and track the last 12 years at the varsity level. Um, I'm a PE teacher by trade. 
uh, officiate football. Um, so I think my love for these, uh, for sports in general, just really comes from the impact that it's had on my life and the impact I see that has on the lives of, of kids I get to work with. And thank you for your service as a, as a teacher myself and, um, you know, reading a lot of articles about the things that teachers have, have, have had to go through over the last two years else and, and some guys or, or some um, people stepping out of the profession to uh, sticking it out and uh, no matter what they throw at us we continue to overcome the adversity as as teachers teaching in the everything uh post-pandemic yeah it has been a wild ride <laughs> to say the least so what made you get involved in officiating uh, I guess, uh, I guess I'd have to go back to the, uh, 2001, 2002 season. Um, I, uh, spoke with, uh, official at that time, Cal Terhar. So this yep. was 20 some years ago and, uh, everyone knows Cal. If you've been around wrestling, you know, Cal, Cal is, uh, I don't know if I should say this, but Cal is going into his 60th year as a registered MHSA official. I am certain <laughs> that that is a record in all sports. Um, I'll get to that later. But uh, uh, Cal um, had mentioned to us that there's an opportunity to officiate MMWA. And at that time, I don't even remember my way or any of these other programs. MMWA was everything at the the early 2000s. And he sold me, he told me 40 bucks and all you can eat pizza if I show up there on a Sunday and ref for him. I couldn't believe it. Now at this time, minimum wage was $5 an hour. I was working at a grocery store for $5 an hour and I could go and officiate wrestling for $40 cash and get all you can eat pizza. Oh, I was hooked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. It sounds like uh, when I was in middle school, my, uh, we had volleyball in Lansing. And our teacher, our coach was just saying, Mr. Miles never said, you know what you guys, tournament i'll give you a pizza party and sure enough <laughs> in the city tournament he had to give us a pizza party so for coaches out there especially the young programs you want these kids to come back promise them a pizza party, and i guarantee you you that's it 30 more kids <laughs> throw ice cream in there too <laughs> oh my gosh yes i yeah, but wait till after the season it is a weight class sport you don't want them to balloon up yeah. too big <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what would you say is the most outside of the money aspect and everything else, what do you think is the most exciting part about your job um, as an official? Oh, it's it's no question uh, the camaraderie with the guys. I have made some of uh, my closest friends through officiating. Um, big shout out to our uh, Ref Fest group, all the boys there, some of the best officials in the state, <laughs> Chad Davenich, Tyler Dotson. Um, <laughs> Matt Stavely, uh, we had um, Mr. Todd Cheney join our group uh, mm-hmm. this, this past summer. Uh, just some of the relationships that you you build uh, with that sport, getting to work with uh, different guys, it's, it's been incredible. Um, so that's, for me, that's number one. And I could say the same thing about, you know, officiating football. You get on a crew and you're with the same um, five or seven guys every single Friday night for a whole season. You're going to make some memories. All right. Right. And, you know, luckily for me, my football crew 
I had Cal Terhara in a white hat and Matt Newcomb as an umpire. So I get to see these guys all through wrestling season too. Oh, that's, uh, it, officially to me, when I started back uh, my senior year of high school with um, freestyle, I always wanted to do it. I thought it would be a lot of fun. And then I did freestyle. I did the officiating. And the big thing for me, a coaching standpoint, I think it made me a better coach because it allowed me to understand also really vocalize opinion on and what they say okay, judging by the that person's just a coach my athlete not ask any questions um <laughs> you know, and i i've only gotten one coach's uh almost 20 so and there's no question uh it, it makes you a better coach i would encourage every coach that's listening to this podcast uh put on the stripes and, and see it from a different perspective. I know when I started coaching um, varsity football, I learned more my first year refing football than I had probably the previous five years about the game, just because, you know, all the mechanics of the officials, what they're looking at, um, you know, what the foul is actually supposed to look like according to the rules. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it, it, it really helps you understand the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is some of the good things or positive things you've seen from coaches and athletes when it comes to with officials? Gosh, we have a lot of great coaches in our area. Um, you know, I'll go out of my way to compliment one if, if, if I can uh, see uh, just, just the right behavior over there where kids, where, where coaches are just really invested in the kids and, and uh, spending their time on the sideline coaching them up rather than trying to get a reaction out of the crowd by barking at an official. You know, one name that comes to mind, Matt Bishop out there, John Glenn, mm-hmm. uh, that he never stops coaching his kids. He's always saying positive things. Um, you know, we just have so many coaches in the area that, you know, just coach the right way. And, you know, it's, it's as official – we've got the best seat in the house and when we, you know, we can't say a word when we see a kid doing something or getting out of position, you know, we all know the sport inside where we're thinking, <laughs> Oh, just do this. And then it's, it's pretty early on. You figure out which coaches are the good ones because they're seeing the same things and they're saying the same things and they're coaching their kid and not coaching the official. Yeah. The big, I've known about five or six years now, uh, class act. One of my on the podcast, uh, very positive guy. Uh, some of the things that he's been able to do in the last four years at the John Glenn program, but just in our area in general, um, putting the focus on getting us to be a better rest and trying to um, build county teams up through the and things like that, and really pushing for teams that have middle school teams, things like that. So, um, hats off to, to Matt, great guy. Uh, good. Yeah. So, obviously, I, I talked uh, who's, who's the, the first official on the podcast. Now, the officials in general, the the crop is kind of dying off, so to speak. We're not getting as many new people coming in. They is some of the things that we can as coaches or from, your, from the official's perspective or MHSA perspective to get more people into it. I love all you guys as 
officials, but there's some officials since I was in high school 20 years ago, and they were seasoned then, if you catch my drift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad you bring that up, Isaiah. Um, one of my uh, job duties for the MHSAA is I'm a mentoring and a recruiting coordinator for the Mid Thumb Wrestling Official Association, and I also work uh, in the past, I've done that job as a football officials recruiting coordinator for the Greater Mid uh, Officials Association. And I, I think first and foremost, um, you know, I, I've had over a dozen uh, legacy officials, high school kids officiate with me, officiate youth sports. And I've only had of those over a dozen, it's, it's been at least 15, one, only one of them have continued on to do varsity games post high school. And I can tell you that one of the number one reasons why is probably the antics and youth sports. You know, I've had my uh, legacy officials um, berated by coaches and just, you know, you, you just get some bad experiences. So I think the first thing we have to do from a, from a fan spectator coaching aspect is just to control ourselves in a sportsmanlike manner especially at the youth level. You know, this isn't the Super Bowl. It should all be a good experience for the kids. And that does not involve yelling at, at anybody. All right. So I think that's number one. Um, for some sports, I think pay has to increase. Um, I can tell you wrestling, I, I think, is very fairly compensated. If there's a um, young man or woman out there that wants to get into officiating wrestling and they – want to contact me. I think they'd be pleasantly surprised at, at the money that we make. So um, I think uh, that's pretty good. Um, and I think just getting the word out there. I, I don't know if a lot of people understand um, that, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's not too hard to get into it. You just have to get some experience on the mat and then, uh, you know, it's the, the job can be um, learned, you know, it's, it's a learning curve. That first year is pretty tough, but once you get the hang of it, it's a very enjoyable job. I enjoyed my time as an official. Who knows? Might come back some. Always the flexibility in your schedule too, because you you kind of set your you're kind of I wouldn't say independent contractor, but you kind of set your schedule. So if you got something going on on Saturday and you can't make it, well maybe you you know you could do your Wednesday duel or vice versa. So everything's essentially flexible for you. You make your own schedule, yourself available when you're available to do these competitions. Well, Isaiah, I think it's very fair to use the term independent contractor. I think that term, that phrase is actually used in the MHSA handbook when describing the job. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you, you if you don't want to work a certain day, you don't accept the job. If you don't like the pay that they're offering, you don't accept the job. You, you work on your own terms, and a, a lot of people like that, you know. Um, if you don't want to go to a certain school, conflict of interest, you can decline a job. Uh, you just work basically when you want to, and there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful part of the, of the sport. As a former official, I got to see a lot of good matches that, you know, the, the front row seat, basically, as official, first and foremost, is to keep the athletes safe. And I think sometimes that gets lost uh, with some of our fans out there and how to um, interpret that and not just, you know, root for your guy and, and, and things like that. And I can know as a official makes a call I disagree with I always put it back on the done differently because in life that's really what life's all about you make you make a choice or you're in a moment something happens good bad or otherwise and then you have to figure out what you need to do next from that moment um you can't 
always blame extenuating circumstances for what happened. What do you have to get a different outcome or the outcome that you want? And that's a great way to teach accountability for these young people. That's the exact lesson that they need to learn. Yes. So think about the explosion of girls wrestling in the state of Michigan. Now that we're going to have our official state championship by the MHSAA with girls division and uh, that's being offered. Oh, it is just awesome. Isaiah. I'm just so excited for Michigan to take this leap. It's long overdue. The numbers are growing. Um, you know, we, we've had, uh, girls finals for um, uh, several years now, but they just have not been able to compete at Ford Field. Now they get the same opportunity um, as the guys, and I I, I just love it. Um, It's very exciting uh, to see um, the growth in the sport, and, um, you know, I'm excited to see where it ends up, you know, know, 10 years ago to 10 years from now, just to anticipate the kind of growth that we'll have in the sport, and I, I think the big step, in the right direction was, was putting the girls at Ford field where they belong. Yes. Yeah. I well overdue in some aspects, but I think um, along with the official wrestling association, the, the coaches association and the MHSAA, it's, it's been a, a slow grind to get there. But I, I think when you're building something, you want to do it the right way. And I'm, I'm glad the steps has been taken to build it, to where, okay, this is the first step. Now here's the next step. The sustainability of it was the biggest thing. To build something too quick and then have it collapse, basically like a standard. You want this to have sustainability. Yeah, that's a good point. What would be your advice to somebody that is ex- interested in becoming wrestling or football? What they're they're interested in giving back to to youth or high school athletes, what would be your advice to them on how to be a, a good official, basically? Uh, step, step one is get registered. I would contact anyone that they know in the wrestling community. There's enough names going around uh, to where they would, uh, you know, point them in the right direction. Someone like me who, you know, that's my job to, to get people uh, to complete those steps to get registered. And I think uh, after getting registered, the, uh, the number one thing you have to do is just get experience and, and time on the mat. I think starting at the youth level, um, my way tournaments, MMWA, Memoir, all these things, um, that, you know, people think that that's easier wrestling. In fact, that is the hardest wrestling to officiate. So if you can, oh, yeah. uh, you know, if you can officiate two six-year-olds flopping around on the mat where everything looks like a reversal and you can't can't tell who's in control (laughs) if you if you can officiate that you can officiate the highest level in the state so um, I think it's a great place uh, for young officials to start that's where I got my start and and, um, from there you know it's pretty easy to get into the high school scene thank you for listening to the coach t podcast by my dad